Ho, 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 and Merry Christmas. Welcome to Man Shopping with Stacy, where I share my real, transparent dating and life experiences for your amusement and inspiration. I'm your host, Stacy Weimer, and you're listening to episode 61, Holly Jolly Christmas. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that a significant majority of you listening are like, Holly Jolly Christmas? Uh, fuck you very much. Hey, trust me, I get it. Single or married folk alike, this is a challenging, stressful, and hopefully a little joyous time of year for all of us. Um, It's interesting. I was trying to brainstorm about what to do on this podcast episode for Christmas because I think I created like four different Christmas podcast episodes last year, back when I was an overachiever. And so when I started to record this year, I'm like, uh, I'm kind of out of material and stories to tell, and I don't quite know where to begin. So I reached out to some of my friends, and most of them are married, and I got back some really um, funny and helpful topics to talk about with you. So I am going to, one acknowledge that um, for a lot of you, it's a blue Christmas and not so holly jolly. And uh, I can certainly relate to you on that note in a lot of different ways. Um, But I am also going to spend a significant amount of the time on this podcast episode trying to spread a little inspiration and give you some ideas on maybe ways that you can make your holiday season, what's left of it anyway, um, just a little bit more fun. And and you can also count on me to throw out some reminders on why we singles have it pretty good sometimes. In fact, there is a brighter side to being single at Christmas time. So, hey, let's just start there. One of my close friends texted me a list of some of the things that were like top of mind that... Let's just let's just call it what it is that she's jealous of me for, right? So one of the things that um, because she's married, because she's married, okay. So we're looking at this from married woman looking into my life, and she's like, "Uh, duh, you get to go on a ski trip with your daughter, and you didn't have to argue about it, beg for it, fight for it, compare schedules for it." you know, agree on the cost of it or the timing of it or whatever. You see what I'm saying. So actually, when this podcast episode airs, I will be in the mountains with my mom, my girl, her bestie, and Rip. That's right. He's taking his first vacation with us um, in just a few days. So, hey, she's on to something. Like, it is nice to have the freedom and flexibility to be able to do that. Um, but at the same time, I I do frequently have to remind some of my close friends, like, hey, here's the deal. Not all single parents have it easy like I do, right? First of all, I have one child and she's 17 years old. Significantly different than... Um, than trying to schedule trips and all of that when kids are younger. So I do want to acknowledge that, right? Another thing that was at the top of her list of bright, you know, the bright side of being single at Christmas time is that we people who live alone can do as much 
or as little decorating as we want. No one else can weigh in, maybe our kids or our pets, on, you know, if we have no tree up, 20 trees up, trees up in every room, a pink tree, a Star Wars tree, a, dare I say, Yellowstone-themed tree, whatever. You can do whatever you want. There's no one to argue with over, you know, perfecting where the where the lights go or how the ornaments are hung. I don't know about you guys, but I remember, vividly recall, lots and lots of family drama about getting the damn Christmas tree decorated perfectly. And I've talked about that with some of my friends and lo and behold, they're still having those arguments. <laughs> I'm, I'm left out of that. I'm left out of that because you know what? Um, Lainey and I pretty much agree on on what to put on our tree. So, hey, she's onto something. It is nice to be able to decorate however you want, put the tree up as early or as late as you want or not at all, right? There's some there's some good things about that. It's nice to be able to, to just uh, think as an individual and not as a team on some of this stuff. So then it's like a lot of ideas are like, it's, it's less of everything, less gifts to purchase, you know, less gifts to wrap. Well, this topic brought on a conversation that I'm going to guess a lot of you can relate to, <clears throat> dare I say, ladies, ladies, you, I hate to stereotype, but I got to tell you, I really do believe that most of the time it's the ladies who are out doing the shopping most of the wrapping, most of the planning, most of the cooking, most of the decorating, a lot of the responsibilities in a lot of families. That's just how it is. Not every family. And I know there are plenty of you guys out there that pull your weight. But in my circles (laughs) with a lot of my friends, there's a little bit, there's a little bit of complaining going on occasionally that, you know, they feel like the, the brunt of the holiday work is up to them, you know? So they look at me and they're like, you kind of like have half the load, right? Um, True, true. But dare I say the life of a single parent, especially with multiple children and younger children could be doubly as hard, right? So I definitely want to acknowledge that, that yeah, you can do uh, Christmas as a team and divide and conquer and it can be pretty great and it can be fun to share in like shopping and decorating and cooking together as a family. And that's, I miss a lot of that. My ex actually was an excellent gift wrapper, like incredibly precise, very well folded, sharp, crisp packaging. (laughs) Like he did such an excellent, superb job on wrapping. He often wrapped, 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 he often (laughs) wrapped more than I did. So, um, you know, memories like that do come back and that's a, that's a little bit of the sad stuff, but I mean, you know, I guess maybe, maybe it's not that there's less work to do after you're divorced or if you're spending the holidays alone, kids or not. Maybe it's just that it's simplified a little. I think that might be kind of a more accurate way to look at some of the tasks. And in saying that, acknowledging that holidays can actually be more complicated, 
after you're divorced. Um, so I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth here for a minute. Bear with me. Um, there's a lot to agree upon with um, an ex during the holidays. And it typically comes down to time and schedules and travel and agreeing and sharing and all of that, which is easier said than done if you have a tumultuous split or, you know, a, a not so amiable ex, right? There's also things to agree upon with an ex like, well, gifts, you know, it's pretty common for, for exes to try to outdo one another to compete for kids' love and affection by buying more and more and more or being more extravagant or maybe just an argument over who gets to buy that one gift that they really, really want that they would, you know, hold that parent in such a high regard because that's whose house they were at when they opened it from Santa, you know, or said parent. So... We can say it's a little simpler in some aspects, maybe, but most certainly not in all of them. I totally, totally get that. One of my very favorite things that I got on a texted list from a friend of mine, she's like, well, you don't have to share all the goodies you get. Like (laughs) if you do cookie swaps or get fun gifts from work or from grandma or whatever. Yeah, you don't have to share any of it. It's true. If you're single, it's all for you. And on that note, it's pretty easy to hide a few extra pounds if you're not like stripping down and getting naked with anybody. (laughs) Who's to judge if you get a little fluffy during the cold winter months? I mean, I don't know. Let's just call it insulation, right? It's just a natural evolutionary thing that isn't all bad. And who's to care or judge if nobody's, you know, there to grab you around the waist, you know, come January or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I got to tell you, I don't feel any pressure to um, stay my trimmest uh, when I'm not uh, close with anybody. I thought that was... uh, pretty valid one. I mean, along those lines, who knows? Who knows if I went five days without shaving my legs? Hmm, Let me tell you, no one, no one knows if I've gone five days without shaving my legs. I mean, be as lazy as you want. Who cares? And while we're being lazy gluttons, let's just talk about a couple things I know I've mentioned before, but it's been a minute. You guys like listening to Christmas music? I do. And guess what? No one is in my car barking at me <laughs> to turn the, turn the Christmas music off. No, I can listen to it as much as I want, as well as around the house. I mean, I may or may not have already seen Four Christmases and Love Actually, all the movies. I mean, nobody's going to deny me L for Christmas Vacation. But, you know, I have the movies on. I have the music on. Don't have to worry or care what anybody else thinks. There's no eye rolling around here. Nope. Just me and pure enjoyment. And I mean, I can be in my ugliest sweats that are mismatched and fuzzy socks. And hmm, guess what? Not trying to impress anybody on my couch. Rip loves me just the same. 
While I'm no therapist or expert of any kind, I do highly recommend spending some time this winter, if it's on a weekend or if it's Christmas Eve, get in your cozy clothes, make a meal that you love or buy it, get your favorite beverage and just chill out. Allow yourself to just take take some time to just really, really relax. Ignore the laundry, ignore the emails, whatever it is that that keeps you stressed and on edge and anxiety ridden. Let it go. Let it go during the holidays for whatever amount of time you're able and really just focus on a few simple pleasures that make you happy. Maybe maybe that's peanut butter fudge. I don't know. That works for me sometimes. And along those lines of self-care, I highly recommend to add a little bit of that in at this time of year because most of us do have you know, recitals, school programs, church events, weddings, um, you know, holiday parties, office parties, whatever it is. Um, a lot of a lot of the time, you know, we can be super busy this time of year. And I think it's good to mix in the downtime that I just talked about. Or if you can swing it, by all means, go get a facial, go get a massage. Pamper yourself just a little bit if you can. I think it's good for everybody. And you know what? You matter too. And if you're able to do something nice for yourself, I say, by all means, do it. You know, another girlfriend of mine just in conversation was mentioning, you know, she's like, we we all become you know, some sort of perfectionist at some level this time of year. If if you're neurotic about your Christmas tree, maybe that's it for you. If it's like organizing your schedule to where you make it to every single, you know, event that you're invited to, that happens. For my friend, this is what it was. She went to three different stores looking for the perfect wrapping paper to match the decor that she chose for her tree this year. She was like, how ludicrous is that? Like, what is wrong with me? Why Why do I think I have to have like the perfect wrapping paper? She has a husband and a son. She's like, do you really think they're gonna care? Like, it's just for her, right? It's what makes her happy. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like pretty wrapping paper too. But I'm using her as an example because I think a lot of us have a, a little tendency to be the same, to be like her about something, right? If it's making the perfect Christmas breakfast for your kids and then nobody even really cares or notices, whatever. My advice is scale it back, man. It doesn't have to be perfect. Kids, you know, kids and we remember the feelings, right? We don't tend to remember those tiny details that might seem important, but they're really not. They're really not. I mean, I have for several years gone kind of nutso making homemade scones, homemade cinnamon rolls. I mean, we're talking bacon, cheddar, chive scones, raspberry, almond, you know, scones, like all this, all this, all these pastries, right? 
and homemade dog biscuits. I mean, I've I've done the whole gambit and I know a lot of you guys do too. I've always done that because I enjoy it and I give it away to friends and neighbors and podcast listeners. <laughs> um, I'm not doing it this year. The mood hasn't struck me. I truly, because I'm taking this little hiatus on this little ski, short, it's actually a very short little ski trip, um, but it's the weekend before Christmas. I just, I don't have time, people. Don't have time or energy to do it. So I'm not. I'm, I mean, it's not like everybody gives gifts to all of their neighbors and you know, I don't expect it in return. It's just something that I was doing for fun. And by God, if, if it doesn't sound like fun, I'm not going to kill myself doing it. So I'm rambling and I realize that, but I guess I want you all to give yourself the liberty of, you know, not having everything perfect all the time. It's really easy to get caught up in perfectionism with Pinterest and Instagram and I'm certainly guilty of it. It's like one of my greatest joys in life to make beautiful food and pretty things. And I mean, I'm telling you, like, it, I love it. I love it. But I know my limits. I know my limits. And my my limits this year are making breakfast sandwiches and muffins for this ski trip and calling it quits. Like, that's enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the yummy food that we enjoy on vacation and I'm, I'm not going to make any extra... <laughs> That's where I draw the line. So maybe give that a thought. Is there an area you could cut back on? Not, uh, you know, give a shit about? Something you could do to simplify your holidays. You know, some of the some of the times that we exhaust ourselves and get frustrated and get worn out and all of that, it's like self-induced, Right. Our kids certainly aren't like, hey, mom, I want one of those perfectly shaped reindeer pancake things that that I've seen online. I expect nothing less on Christmas morning than Rudolph-inspired pancakes. I mean, no. You know, the crazy elf scenes, I mean, come on. When Lainey was little, it was literally elf on a shelf. I was seriously just putting that guy in a different spot every day. Now you all lunatics are like staging Hollywood productions with the elf every night. How do you find the time? Again, if it brings you joy, do it. If it doesn't, nah, just come on. The elf can just like hang, hang like from a freaking plant or something and it's it's all good like you know it's all kind of what you set your kids up to expect <laughs> they'll be fine the kids the kids are fine that's what i'm trying to say so here's another idea to bring a little joy to your to your singles christmas holiday season how about give back a little right feels good feels good to do a little something if it's literally just donating to your favorite cause or, you know, putting some skin in the game and you and your kids like volunteering somewhere together. I think it's nice. This is a great time of year to set an example for your kids um, to help others. And maybe instead of buying so much, you know, stuff around your own house, you can give to others who are less fortunate. 
Actually, this makes me think of the other night I came home from a birthday party and Lainey had her girlfriends over. They were celebrating Christmas together. It was very cute. And I was eavesdropping while I was cleaning up after them just a little bit. And one of Lainey's friends um, told everyone that, you know, her mom is an elementary school teacher. Uh, A lot of the kids in her classroom are much less fortunate um, than the group of girls at my house that night. She said her mom just um, gets really saddened by all of it. And it's a reality that she sees every day. And so at their house this year, they're not doing gifts. Um, They are giving back, you know, in other ways. And I found that to be incredibly touching. And Lainey's sweet friend could not care less like that she's not getting gifts. She's like, look, we have what we need. You know, she's the youngest and she's like 17 or 18. Her siblings are older and she's like, you know, we buy what we need. We all work. We, you know, we're good. Like she just had a really, really refreshing perspective on it. And um, I was over there at the kitchen sink going, well, damn it, I already bought Lainey a bunch of gifts. Too late for that. But, you know, I do give back where I can for sure. One of the one of the little things that I chose to do this year, which I've never done before, I don't know why, I just got inspired by something I saw on Facebook of all places. So on my private Facebook page, I did the St. Jude's Baking Challenge. I'm like, I love to bake. I'm going to bake a lot, you know, this season. So I post photos of anything that I've baked. I don't follow the rules, okay? To be fair, you're supposed to do like a specific baking challenge every week. Do you think I have any clue what those baking challenges are? No. No, I don't. I crack up when I read their official like Facebook page for St. Jude's. It's like, oh my goodness, this is the week for bread, but I made macaroons. What am I supposed to do next week? And I'm like, okay, you're really getting caught in the, you know, hung up in the weeds over there. Like chill out and just bake something and draw some attention to it and ask people to donate money, right? That's what it's all about. Again, doesn't have to be perfect people. I don't even know. I've posted random rolls and cookies mainly. And so I had a goal of raising $500 and I think I'm like 15 bucks shy of that right now. And then I will definitely contribute. That's all from like friends and family who have contributed. Um, That's my total collected so far. And then I absolutely will be um, dumping some money in on top of it um, by Christmas time. So it feels good to be able to do something like that. And then like when I bake, I I remember, you know... uh, another reason why I'm doing it. And um, people tend to love photos of food online. So it does draw some nice attention. And um, St. Jude's, I think, is a great cause. So we all have a soft spot for a hobby or the ways that we like to spend our time. And there's plenty of areas of your city probably that could use like... I have friends who I know have like cleaned up trash with their kiddos or gone to soup kitchens or done the angel tree at church or um, at a store in town or just dumped off toys to the um, the firemen often collect. So I mean, there is a gazillion different ways you could do it. But, you know, maybe in particular, if you find yourself alone, you know, hook up with a charity and do something good. Um, it's not a bad way, you know, to spend to spend some of your free time. I was also inspired by um, a couple of... Um, 
acquaintances slash friends slash podcast listeners, actually, who I follow on social media, two different moms in two different parts of the country. I watched or saw, you know, their family photos. And um, the first mom that I'll tell you about has two kids. Um, She took them, I believe it was like maybe for several days around Thanksgiving. Just the three of them went to... um, kind of a place in the mountains where they like seriously like shot skeet, they um, rode horses, they went ice skating, they did a lot of like outdoorsy type stuff together. They're in the southern part of the country. And I thought that was really cool that they spent, you know, kind of isolated time together, like being active and, and just building memories, you know, just the three of them around the holidays. Another mom friend that I know, I watched her watched. It's like I'm watching a movie. I saw her family photos of her taking her son and daughter to New York City. So they went because it looked like they had family and friends there and they hung out with a lot of other um, kids and adults, which was cool. But they also just explored and adventured, you know, in NYC. And I mean, I don't know how many of you guys have been to New York City at Christmas time, but it is pretty magical. And I know her kids will never forget it. So um, if you're able to travel and to have that sacred, you know, family time without distractions of, you know, their friends calling them up and stealing them away from you or their sports activities and coaches demanding that they are at, you know, practices and games and whatnot. If you can escape all of that for a few days, do it. You know what? If a vacation isn't in the cards, if you don't have any extra time or money to give back, if there's no freaking way a facial is going to fit into your Christmas plans this year. Well, my friends, I can relate to that too because I was single at 30 and Lainey was about three and a half and I definitely remember that very first Christmas of being um, a single divorced adult and it was rough. I had a boyfriend and we were on the verge of a breakup. We did end up breaking up. By the way, I I know I've talked about this before on the podcast too, but not all of y'all have listened to all the episodes, that's for sure. So here I go telling it again. I was um, at training for work in New York for basically the month in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it sucked. I missed Lainey's, you know, pre-K concert. I missed things at our church. I missed every Christmas party back in Kansas City that I could have been invited to. It was my very first Christmas in the city. My boyfriend was not ready for the responsibilities of a four-year-old, and yet he still did put Lainey's Christmas gifts together because I wasn't there to do it. Um, It was rough. And I was pretty broke and I, it it was just the most depressing Christmas probably of my life. And I survived, but I will tell you, I did not donate to charity. I did not have a perfect Christmas. I, it was just, it was not holly jolly. Okay. It was not holly jolly, but one of the things that I have, I will say always 
um, been pretty decent at is taking care of myself so that I can be strong for my kiddo. And in order to like have some sense of self-preservation and resiliency, I am a firm believer in a few things, like trying to keep a positive mindset, getting sleep at night so that you're not constantly short-tempered, you know, with your kids and those around you, those people that you love. Um, I instituted the uh, the idea that taking a bath is like an it's like a it's like a I don't know it's like a mini vacation. Always has been ever since I've had Lainey. That's a been a big a big part of my uh, my good mental health is being able to escape. And for me, that was usually like escaping to take a bath. Um, if it's reading a book, if it's Um, saying a prayer, if it's meditating, if it's doing yoga, if it's going on a walk, whatever it is, please, friends, please take a few minutes and, and do the little things that you can do to keep a clear mind and to reflect upon the things that you are grateful for. And I promise you will feel a little jollier for it. Thank you so much for listening to episode 61. Holly jolly Christmas. And um, up next will be some sort of New Year's podcast because it'll come out on December 30th. So, you know, um, I would love to hear any thoughts that you have on any type of inspiring New Year's Eve. Looking forward to 2023. I'm all ears. Hit me up and please do share the podcast with your friends and family. That's how podcasts grow and I greatly appreciate and just find it um, very, very humbling when you recommend the podcast to the people that you love and care about. So until next time, I hope you all do have a very, very Merry Christmas.